and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, British MOD says no to disclosure. That's correct. British Ministry of Defense says no to UFO disclosure. Now, this involves a case that took place back in 1990. It was supposed to be opened up to the public this year, but unsurprisingly, the Ministry of Defense across the pond over there has decided that that case will not be opened up for another 50 years. There you go. Now, the article can be found on politicalbombshow.com. The title says, British MOD buries UFO dossier for another 50 years. I do have a link there at the website, ufowarning.com. Ufowarning.com. Of course, you can find the links there and also a link to the podcast. Now, it begins by saying, back in 1990... Two British men were out for a hike in a remote area near Calvine, Scotland, where they stumbled into what would go on to be described as one of the most remarkable and well-documented UFO encounters on record. They observed a large, diamond-shaped flying saucer, for lack of a better term, hovering above them, just hanging there soundlessly in the sky. It remained there for approximately ten minutes, and military fighter jets arrived and appeared to be circling the area before the craft suddenly shot up into the sky and out of sight. What made this encounter so truly remarkable was that the hikers didn't just have a story to tell. One of them had a camera with him, and he managed to take six high-definition color pictures capturing not only the unknown craft, but the fighter jets as well. The British Ministry of Defense, MOD, launched an investigation after the photos and the shocking story wound up on the front page of the Scottish newspaper. Now, they've got a picture there with this article, and I'm not so sure if this is supposed to be the original picture or if it's a reproduction representing what these guys saw, but it's uh, pretty cool. It has this triangular-shaped, saucer-shaped UFO, and then you can see the fighter jet circling around the back over the... uh, kind of a low mountain, hilly area here in, well, they said, Scotland. It says the British of Defense launched an investigation after the photos and the shocking story wound up on the front page of a Scottish newspaper. They eventually concluded that the original film had not been tampered with and the photos were real. But the results of their investigation were somehow sealed up along with the pictures. They placed a 30-year hold on the files before they could be made available to the public. That period was set to expire on January 1st of 2021. But this week, the mod extended the ban for another 50 years. A lot of people want to know why. Well, the reason why is because they can. You're talking about the same uh, bunch of bureaucrats that happily lock you in your houses over the flu. And as they say, I think it was Thomas Jefferson said, the amount of tyranny uh, that will that 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 will be uh, imposed is the amount of tyranny that will be accepted. And we see this happening over and over throughout our government. I complain all the time here about this whole scamdemic, about how it's being uh, driven by panic and fear to take away our basic human rights. And I still get a lot of what I would. Uh, Consider stupid comments. 
accusing me of being a conspiracy theorist. We'll look at something as simple as this. A couple of guys are out taking a hike. They take a picture of a obvious UFO being circled by a couple of uh, UK jet fighters. Just a picture. What could that possibly hurt? How could that possibly uh, cause any sort of national security issue? Other than to maybe uh, encourage a conversation and dialogue about the subject of UFOs. But these deep state actors are so insecure or possibly so far in bed with whatever's causing these things to happen that they want to treat us like like we're dumb animals. It's almost as if they want us to be on the level of uh, the untouchable class in North Korea, where you're not even allowed to know who the leader of the country is. You're treated like an animal. As if you have uh, no intellectual capacity at all. It's quite frankly, this is insulting. But it's no surprise. As I said, it's no surprise coming out of a country where people aren't allowed to leave their house because of a minor flu virus that's making its way around the countryside. The amount of tyranny that will be imposed is the amount of tyranny that you'll accept. And we can see this tyranny happening again and again and again with the way that UFO data is handled. And for somebody to think that the people that are putting a top secret label on something as simple as a picture of a UFO are ever about to give them disclosure, this it is complete insanity. Now the article goes on and says, UFO experts hit out when it emerged a dossier into uh, Britain's most significant, significant sighting is to be kept secret for another 50 years. The file said to contain astonishing color photograph of a 100-foot craft hovering over the village of Calvine in the Scottish Highlands in 1990. A 30-year rule meant it was due to be declassified on January 1st, but the Ministry of Defense has now blocked release until 2072 without explanation. Photographs were taken by two shower hikers who watched the diamond-shaped metallic craft for 10 minutes before it shot up vertically out of sight. This news obviously isn't sitting well with people in the UFOlogy community or anyone else with even a passing interest in the truth. The original photos are lost except to the MOD, but a blurry, poor quality version of one of them has been enhanced and colorized with the help of Nick Pope. He ran the MOD's UFO investigative group for a while in the 90s, and he's seen the photos himself and read the secret reports. It goes on, it says, one investigative journalist reacted with the correct question upon hearing the news. By the time the world gets to see the file, the two witnesses will be dead. It is crazy. What are the authorities trying to hide? Well, pretty clearly they're trying to hide the truth. Trying to hide the truth. Now, the pictures, I mean, uh, simply support what millions of people believe, and that is that UFOs exist. They don't explain them, they just show a picture of them. And once we have uh, photographic proof like this, where the government has to admit that the photos have not been tampered with, that they are real, then that makes it a lot harder for them to control the narrative 
at, down the road at some point. My guess is is that there was a little more to this story as far as the dossier goes. Maybe there's been some uh, uh, investigative notes that uh, added something to the story. Uh, maybe they feel um, a little insecure about the whole situation because this UFO just proved its uh, combat superiority. And the most important thing to the deep state is that uh, the serfs look at the deep state as absolute uh, rulers, absolute, uh, absolutely in control of the truth. Uh, they have all the knowledge, the priest class. Anything that comes along to show that uh, the UFO phenomena exists on planet Earth could be seen as a threat to the deep state's uh, stranglehold on power. These people are not about disclosure. I firmly believe that if they had the cure to cancer, they wouldn't give it to you. There's no doubt in my mind about that. I firmly believe that if they had the cure to world hunger or to any of the other problems that plague the world, that they would not share that with the rest of us. And that's the personality type, the sociopathic, psychopathic personality type that we're dealing with here. These uh, bastions of of uh, security and uh, they they attract that sort of person a high functioning sociopath people that like to keep secrets and tell lies for no good reason those are the kind of people that have control over the data that's been collected all these years through the government i mean we know this we know that sociopathic personality types are attracted to positions that can wield power just like a moth to the flame I mean, if you're the kind of person like, that likes to control and hurt people, what better way to do that than to get into the position of some kind of power, some kind of political power, some sort of military power, somewhere where you can make decisions over people. This is why they have to constantly be on the lookout for people like this when, when they're doing hiring, when they're promoting people into positions, say a police chief or, uh, or somebody who's high up in the intelligence community. But the problem is, that the screening hasn't been done. So we have a government, we, we, have, we have a ruling class that is full of people who like, who like to control, like to control the flow of data, like to control for no particular reason other than control. This really needs to be addressed, but it's not being addressed. And then when you have people who are normal people, who are not sociopathic, who don't feel the need to control all the movements of their neighbor, who just want to live their own life and be happy, when those normal people look at this group of people who have very strong sociopathic traits, very strong needs to control, when they look at that group of people, these control freaks, and expect them to give us disclosure, well, I'm sorry, but that is the definition of insanity. You're expecting these people to do something that goes against their very nature. You look at yourself as a person who's interested in this phenomenon, and you think, wow, I'm out here trying to explore the world, trying to see what this is about, trying to document some of this stuff, trying to approach it with an open mind and see what it is, and share information. Well, these folks have the exact opposite opinion. They're not really creative enough to come up with their own ideas. But what they are very good at doing is using the power of the government 
to collect this data, okay, and then suppress it. And that's why it's so important, in my opinion, that as uh, the UFO investigative community, that we, that we do an end run around these people as much as possible, that we just ignore them, go around them, don't let them be in control of the narrative or the data. And this is why I'm very concerned when I hear about people like Tom DeLonge and his band of merry deep staters who claim to have uh, in their possession UFO wreckage and all kinds of UFO data and that these guys are in bed with the military and the deep state. The very people that are suppressing the information that you're trying to find. And then I have people leave idiotic comments to me about how Tom's a great guy, and at some point, this is all going to be about disclosure. They sound like the QAnon crowd, for crying out loud. I mean, you need to take a little bit of, you need to demonstrate a little bit of autonomy here, and think for yourself, and ask yourself a simple question. Can I trust a control freak? Should I trust a control freak? Or should this whole UFO thing be a lot more about liberty, about the freedom of thought, about having my own ideas about what this stuff can be. Maybe it's nothing, maybe it's something really dangerous. But we don't have to sit here and be told what we can and can't see. Something as simple as a photograph of a UFO and a couple of fighter jets. They feel the need to suppress that for 80 years. In other words, you're never going to get to see it. Something as simple as a picture of a UFO. You have to ask yourself, what could it hurt? There's no way that you can that you can uh, convince me that this is somehow going to affect the security of the national security of uh, of of Britain. The pictures are already out. All right. So the article goes on and says, Nick indicates that there was an internal dispute taking place as to the true origins of the craft in the picture. One side was sure that it was a top-secret American vehicle. Our government denied this vehemently. The other side, including Nick's military intelligence briefer, said that there was only one other source for it. Without saying the words, he simply pointed up in the sky. This decision to bury the file still doesn't make any sense, however. If it was an American, Russian, Chinese, or even British tech, then sure. There would be valid national security reasons to keep it secret, but that tech would have to be at least 30 years old at this point. More likely, much older, since you don't go from drawing board to a workable prototype in a single day. And like the Tic Tacs and other craft that have been, <clears throat> that have been sighted, and this one had no wings, rotors, flight surfaces, exhaust ports, or anything else that should have allowed it to remain aloft. And if it's from up there, then what security considerations would apply? And what about the fighter jets that were seen and photographed around it? Nick hints that the government claims the origin of the planes could not be determined. Seriously, there were military fighters in the air in British airspace and nobody can figure out whose they were and what they were doing there. Excuse me, but I'm not buying it. They're covering something up. Those jets just didn't happen to be flying over the Scottish Highlands in the middle of the day at an altitude of only a few hundred feet and somehow failed to notice the 100-foot diameter flying saucer hovering in close proximity to them. They were either there to investigate it, or they knew it, and it, it would be there, and they had some business associated with it. 
we have a system in the United States that similarly, that, that similarly locks away records for many decades, but I'm not the first to speculate that it's rarely, if ever, done for the real reasons of national security. It's generally done to make sure that all of the guilty parties have time to die so they won't be able to be held accountable for whatever it was they were up to until somebody decides to provide some transparency and release those files that the answers that's the answer I'm going with. Well, honestly the answer that I'm going with is is whatever these things are. Uh, it all it, it seems pretty clear to me that one alternative could be at least that these deep state actors are in uh, that they're conspiring with, they're in league with, or maybe they're subject to whatever the things are that are controlling this UFO phenomenon. It's almost, you know, we've heard about the deal that was supposedly struck between Eisenhower and the aliens uh, decades ago, where they were allowed to abduct a certain number of humans to do experiments on, blah, 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 but they couldn't kill them, and that the U.S. had come to some sort of agreement uh, with this uh, alien culture, whatever. It starts to look like that might be a possibility. I mean, you really have to think about it. Every time we have a cattle mutilation come up, we have, uh, it seems like we have a uh, debunking crew is on site in no time. They're there uh, putting out the uh, theory of the satanic cow tippers. They're there putting out the theory of uh, the occult uh, running around. Um, whoever these people are, they're able to kill cattle, mutilate them with laser precision, and not leave a single track. A uh, situation like where we've had multiple times now in the last uh, couple of years where uh, swarms of what they call drones. Uh, to me, I, I've, I've seen no proof that they're drones. I've seen zero proof of these so-called drone swarms that they're drones. Uh, supposedly, uh, well, not supposedly, but they have been uh, documented going over uh, nuclear power, power plants, nuclear uh, missile bases, and the federal government seems to have, just has no interest whatsoever in finding out, finding out what these things are. In fact, you have sheriffs coming out and telling you that if you... That if some landowner would happen to take a shot at one of these things flying at low level over his house, that they're going to go to prison. They're protecting these entities, whatever they are. And if you stop and think about this pattern that we see occurring in almost all of these sightings, it's not it's not a typical investigation pattern. Say if somebody if a crime was committed or somebody's assaulted or killed or whatever. You know, they send in a group of uh, group of investigators, detectives. They go through, they find the DNA, they look for a motive, and they go through a, a set of procedures in order to try to find out uh, who committed the crime. But when someone has a crime of cattle mutilation take place or a trespass take place, it's you have the federal folks show up, but it's as if they're there to block anybody from determining what happened. And miraculously, every time one of these cows is killed, well, it's too late to do any kind of lab work on them. They come up with a hundred different excuses of why they can't investigate the crime. It looks like a cover-up. It looks like the sort of thing that happened back maybe like in the 50s or 60s when, say, the mafia controlled a certain area and uh, there was a mafia killing. Uh, you know, they just went unsolved. Or say, you know, one of their mafia guys was uh, bumped off. Well, the cops aren't looking for him. 
they're just they're allowed to operate. You know, for for decades, organized crime was allowed to operate, and most of our big cities. And what did the FBI say? Well, there's no such thing as a mafia. Well, why would they say that? They would say that because the people that control the FBI were either being blackmailed or they're part of it. Somehow they were compromised. Because it was pretty obvious to anybody that lived in those areas that organized crime was doing pretty good. And this is what... I see the parallel here with, with the UFO phenomena. It's almost like an organized crime. I mean, it is organized crime when you have multiple uh, ranchers lose, lose livestock and they're all killed ritualistically in an organized manner. And the sheriff says, oh, that doesn't exist. Well, I don't know. I, got a dead, I have a dead cow. So we have the fruits of all this organized crime. But we're being told that organized crime doesn't exist. And then when a picture shows up from 30 years ago that people can look at and they can be like, yeah, looks like a gangster to me. There he is, big as life, 100 foot, 100 foot long, triangular shaped, saucer shaped UFO. Well, that's in your face. So what do we have to do? Well, we have to cover that up because we have to continue to promote the lie that UFOs only exist in that little compartmentalized spot that we've allowed them to exist in, in the form of a nice little tic-tac that a fighter pilot sees somewhere. The last thing in the world that we want to know, that we want people to know, is that, wow, maybe these things can just show up in your backyard. Kind of like kind of like back in the day. Maybe, the, maybe, a, maybe a gangster can show up at your little store there. And all of a sudden, you're going to be paying, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna be paying uh, him money, protection money every month. And then when you go to complain to the cops about it, they're like, well, we don't know what you're talking about. Organized crime doesn't exist. Yeah, but where's all the crime coming from? The crime's organized. Just like with these UFO sightings. There's a certain organization to this. When you got multiple dead cattle laying around and they're all mutilated in the same precise way, you have an organized criminal act. But we're being told that it doesn't exist. You're being played. You have about, you have about as much chance of getting disclosure today from the U.S. government or the U.K. government or Tom DeLonge or any of those happy campers as you would have had getting disclosure about the mob from J. Edgar Hoover. Okay? You're not going to get it. And this should show you once again. I'm sure there were a lot of people out there that were like, Oh, oh boy, January 2021, baby. We're going to get those pics and they're going to be sweet. No, you're not. No, you're not. You just got punked again. Now, I found another article from the sun.co.uk, and this takes a little bit more of a uh, in-depth look as far as Nick Pope's roles is uh, involved. And I'll just finish this up quickly. It says, The Ministry of Defense has sparked anger from investigators after stalling the release of the best photographs ever taken of a UFO. The top secret color photographs said to show a flying saucer by the Scottish Highlands in August 1990, the so-called Calvine incident, were set to be released in the new year. And then it has a really cool picture there again of that. It says, uh, this mock-up shows what the Calvine incident is said to have looked like. Like I said, you can go to the website, ufowarning.com, click on the link, pretty cool pictures. However, they have been blocked for a further 50 years. Here, former MOD official Nick Pope, who previously ran its UFO project, tells the Sun the inside story. Now, I like, 
I find Nick to be a, a kind of a cool guy, a personable guy. From, I mean, I don't know him, but just from the stuff he puts out there, he seems like a reasonable, intelligent person. And I think sometimes, every so often, they hire guys like Nick, these deep state ops, whether it's him or whether it's Louis Elizondo, wherever, because it's a way of releasing some of the pressure. You know, you're letting a little steam off the kettle. Because people see these guys and like, well, they were on the inside. Well, I'm not sure how far inside they were. But we can kind of get a little bit of an idea, I suppose, what was going on there from what these guys tell us. I'm not sure how far down the rabbit hole they got. It says, in the cult sci-fi series X-Files, Fox Mulder was a poster of a UFO. Fox Mulder has a poster of a UFO on the wall of his basement office. Underneath are the words, I want to believe. And the Ministry of Defense Office, which served as the nerve center of the UK's UFO project, we had something very similar, but our picture was real. Most UFO photos, either obvious fakes or blurry and indistinct, a vague light in the night sky or a fuzzy dot in the distance. Yeah, this article is by Nick Pope. Okay, now he goes on and he says... Um, Not this one. It was up close and personal, had been taken in broad daylight, and showed a large diamond-shaped craft. I soon got the story out of my predecessor and read the file myself. It was an extraordinary tale. Two men had been taken. Two men had been out hiking near Calvine in Scotland. Suddenly, they'd seen a massive UFO hanging in the sky above their heads, silent, motionless, and menacing. Awestruck, they shot off six photographs before the object accelerated away at immense speed vertically. The shell-shocked witnesses sent the photos to a Scottish newspaper, and a journalist contacted the MOD press office looking for a comment. Now, of course, this is 1990 before the Internet got really swinging. But um, just let me give the listeners a little bit of advice. If you would ever happen to get a picture of a UFO like this, don't send it to a newspaper. I mean, you from everything I've read, most of these newspapers have all kinds of uh, people who are sidelining uh, for intelligence agencies, whether it's British intelligence, U.S. intelligence, whatever. It's just like we heard last week, Tucker Carlson was supposed to get a, a, a UBS file on the Hunter Biden documents. It couldn't even make it through UPS. UPS won't say how it got torn out of the package. Now, supposedly he's got the file. Yeah, I, ha I have to wonder what's missing. Listen, if you get this kind of information, make it public as quickly as possible. Who knows? Your life might depend on it. I mean, there's no reason to just simply mail the stuff off in an envelope to a newspaper. There again, these guys did that, and what they did was they just subjected themselves to this, well, the social engineering of the newspaper. Now, fortunately, today, we have the Internet. Too bad these guys didn't make multiple copies of these photographs and just mail them out to people all over the place. Wouldn't that have been cool? Wouldn't it have been neat if these guys would have made multiple copies of these pictures, sent them to a couple lawyers maybe, sent them to MUFON, uh, sent them to some friends, buried a couple copies in the backyard. If you happen to ever come into possession of this kind of stuff, make copies and disseminate it immediately immediately put it online so everybody can see it. Once it's out in the open, we all get a look at it, and you're probably 
a lot safer if it happens to be something really damning. Now it goes on here, it says, Suddenly they seen a massive UFO hanging in the sky above their heads, silent, motionless, and menacing. Awestruck, they shot up, they shot off six photographs before the objects accelerated away at an immense speed vertically. The shell-shocked witnesses sent the photos to a Scottish newspaper and a journalist contacted the MOD press office looking for a comment. Oh yeah, looking for a comment. So what happened? What happened, kids? A couple guys are out taking a hike. They see this massive UFO. They take six high-quality pictures. They stupidly send them to the local newspaper. And what's the first thing the newspaper does? Bingo. They call it Ministry of Defense. Just like good little kids. And that's what's going to happen if you send your favorite UFO picture to one of your newspapers. It's going to get sent directly to the DOD. And who knows, at some point they might release those pictures to the New York Times. And maybe the Times will release those pictures to Tom DeLong, And he can put them on his website with a big old TSA watermark on them. And you can be like, wow, there's the pictures I took. But that's not what happened here. Somehow, perhaps using a D-notice, or perhaps using some real-life men-in-black trickery, someone at the MOD managed to extract all the photos and the negatives from the newspaper who never got them back. Or maybe, Nick, maybe somebody at the newspaper was a part-time employee of the MOD, or whatever other alphabet agency in the UK, or the US, and they're like, hey boss, I got one of those pictures you're looking for. And they said, good boy good girl. And they turned those pictures in, and they got their couple thousand dollar reward, and that was the end of it. Oh, here, while you're at the newspaper office, is there anything else you'd like to look at without a search warrant? Because you have access to all of it. We're here for you. It goes on and says, the MOD's technical wizards leapt into action. The images were enlarged and analyzed using the full resources and capabilities of an intelligence community specialist. Even now, years after these events, I can't discuss the details of the, this process as so much of the information is top secret. That's a problem I have with former Deep State employees like Nick or Louis or the rest of these guys. They take an oath not to tell what they've seen or heard. That being said, I can never have complete trust in what they say. Because they're not allowed to tell me everything. And in fact, they may be ordered to misinform me about certain things. And I'm not faulting them for that. They took an oath. But it's kind of hard to say that you could be on this team and then you came over to our team. Because these deep state agencies, no matter how good some of the employees might be, are the ones that are keeping the information from us for what is apparently is no good reason. And what I personally believe could be some very bad reasons. He says, even now, years after these events, I can't discuss the details of this process. As so much of the information is top secret, is kept top secret. The analysis was nothing short of sensational. The photos hadn't been faked. They showed a structured aircraft of unknown origin, unlike any unconventional aircraft. There was no fuselage, no wings, no tail, no engines, and no markings of any sort. Well, you know, my guess is is that with the resources that the MOD has, they were able to trace these pictures back to the lab where they developed that. They were probably able to trace those pictures back to the negatives they came from. 
and to the camera they were taken with. Because this stuff is all tracked and traced. So when they say that the pictures were authentic, I believe them. It says, because the photos have been taken in daylight with the surrounding countryside visible, M.O.D. Boffins could make some calculations about the mystery object size. It turned out to be nearly 100 feet in diameter. Yeah, just like the hiker said. An enlargement of the photos revealed two military jets in the background. It wasn't clear if they were escorting the UFO, trying to intercept it, or whether their presence was coincidental and the pilots had been too far away to see it. Then it says, My predecessor had undertaken the investigation, and I was staggered to learn that it hadn't proved possible to trace the aircraft. This was unprecedented and suggested that someone inside the MOD had sabotaged the investigation and blocked the UFO project from getting to the truth. Dark forces were at work. Well, that's strange that Nick would bring that up. I, I really feel like Nick is trying to tell us something here. Dark forces are at work. And, you know, he's made a comment about, uh, I can't remember the exact quote, but I saw him on the interview talking about uh, one of the ideas that we haven't got disclosures because it was something so terrible. I think Nick Pope, just like uh, Tom DeLong, has seen things, top secret pictures, maybe, I don't know, maybe dead critters, whatever. And he's been, he realizes that this is an inherently evil force. I mean, what kind of a thing would do to those cattle? I mean, what kind, what kind of a entity would mutilate a, a, a cow like that, torture it to death? I wouldn't call him a space brother. I'm not on the space. I'm not on the same page with the Pope. It says the MOD's standard line on UFO was that the phenomena was of no defense significance, a meaningless Whitehall soundbite that meant whatever we wanted. That meant whatever we wanted it to mean. At best, it was misleading, and at worst, it was a downright lie. We consistently played down the true level of our interest in UFOs, telling Parliament, the media, and the public that the subject was of little interest, while all the time, behind closed doors, we struggled to make sense of cases like Cal like the Calvine incident. Despite an extensive investigation, we never found a definitive explanation for what was seen at Calvine. Well, maybe Nick just wasn't in on that conference call. Maybe they know what it is. Maybe they know that we have some E.T. Ted Bundys running around. And they're just a little bit frightened to admit that that's what's going on here. Of the several hundred sighting reports we received each year, most turned out to be misinformation or satellites, meteors, Chinese lanterns, and other ordinary objects and phenomena. But around the 5% of the cases remained unexplained. We didn't assume these unexplained cases were extraterrestrial, but neither did we rule out the possibility, and by the mid-90s, a believer faction had emerged at the MOD. This led to some extraordinary scenes. One time, my boss and I walked over to another building in Whitehall. It was the headquarters of the Defense Intelligence Staff, not as well known as MI5 or MI6, but part of the intelligence community. When the section where I worked had the well, the section where I worked had the policy lead for UFOs and handled the investigations. These were the spooks who gave these were the spooks who gave us gave us scientific and technical advice. Yeah, maybe they told him what to do. My boss was skeptic, but our military intelligence briefer that day wasn't. 
He pulled out a copy of one of the Calvine photos from a folder. Most of the details of our conversation are classified and must remain secret. While I took early retirement from MOD in 2006, the Official Secrets Act binds me for life, but I can reveal the sensational conclusion to our, sop, to our top secret meeting. Summing up, the intelligence officer ran through the possibilities. Gesturing to the left with his finger, he said the object in the photograph wasn't Russian. Jerking his hand to the right, he said it wasn't American. He looked at us intently and said that. Only left one other possibility. He pointed straight up. My boss and I couldn't help looking up too. Then we looked at each other, and then we looked back at the intelligence officer. His face was inscrutable. Nothing further was said, and my boss and I walked back to our office in silence. The photos could the photos could cause wonderment, but they could cause controversy too. One time they nearly caused a diplomatic incident that threatened to unravel the UK's special relationship with the United States. By the mid-90s, a bitter struggle had erupted within the MOD and the relation to UFOs, a skeptic versus believer dogfight was raging. In relation to the Calvine photos, the only remotely possible skeptical theory was that the object was a secret prototype aircraft or drone. We know we know what we did and didn't have when it came to such things, so realistically that only left the Americans. At the same time as this row was raging, Speculation arose that the Americans had developed a secret prototype aircraft codenamed Aurora, a hypersonic replacement for the iconic SR-71 Blackbird. We asked the U.S. authorities if they'd been testing such an aircraft over the U.K., but, re but received firm denials. With the Calvine photos in mind, some MOD officials didn't believe the U.S. assurances, so ask again. The Secretary of the Air Force, Donald Rice, was incensed by the questioning and the implication that he'd lied to the U.S. Congress when he told them Aurora didn't exist. Our air attaché at the British Embassy in Washington wrote senior RAF officers pleading with them to defuse the row. As a result of the diplomatic bust-up, my head division removed the Calvine incident photo from our office wall. He, like my immediate boss, was a skeptic and clung to the belief that the object had to be American because the concept of extraterrestrial visitation was too terrible a truth for him to face. He locked it away in his safe, and it's rumored that he put it through the shredder, out of loyalty perhaps, or maybe fear. Plenty of other copies survived, and when I came out of retirement in 2008 to help publicize the declassification and release of the MOD's UFO files, I was looking forward to the Calvine photos seeing the light of day. Sadly, it wasn't to be. When the relevant files were released, the photo was missing. All that remained were some poor quality black and white photocopies of a line drawing of one photo. Intelligence analysts use line drawings in their work, but the media and the public, they, they look cartoonish. It was almost as if the MOD wanted to ridicule the subject. A few years ago, I teamed up with a graphic artist in Los Angeles, and we reconstructed the photo for a TV show using the line drawing and my memory as a guide. The result was spot on, but it's still not the real thing. I'll be delighted if the Calvine photos are released in the new year, but I'm not getting my hopes up. I'll believe it when I see it. And that's Nick Pope. And it seems like even Nick Pope has decided that disclosure is just out of the question at this point. Well, a truly fascinating case with a lot of documentation, uh, and it, I think what we learned from this whole thing is is that the amount of documentation doesn't matter to the deep state because they have one rule, and that is deny, deny, deny. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.